Hello world and happy belated new year. We're continuing our celebration of this decade that just passed with the second part of A Decade of Growth. If you haven't already checked out part one, which I highly recommend, just a refresher, I invited on a few of my friends to discuss what the past 10 years meant for them and what films, TV shows, games, or books that stood out for them this past decade. We also look ahead to the 2020s and list any goals we have for ourselves. Let's just hope this new decade doesn't end in another Great Depression like the 1920s did. Anywho, of the three questions I ask each of my guests, I've already answered the first already on part one. And in this second half, I will answer the second and third questions, starting with the second question at the very beginning. I'll answer the third one at the very end when I'm closing everything down and wishing y'all all well. So... Let's go through it. For the second question, I could talk your ear off, and I'm already running long on this introduction. So I'll just list a few TV shows and several movies that I loved, which I've already mentioned in part one and in the coming part two. So just bear with me. So for TV shows, some of my favorites were The Good Place, Fleabag, Parks and Recreation, Veep, Black Mirror, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Sherlock, and this year's Watchmen and The Mandalorian. But probably my two favorite of this past decade were... Halt and Catch Fire, I really love it, especially the theme song. And another show with another great theme song, which was probably my favorite show of the decade, Stranger Things. Anyway, for movies, this is quite an extensive list, so I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I could go all day. So let me just start out from. These are the list of movies that I really love. Inception, Dunkirk, Snowpiercer, Her, Logan, Hell or High Water, Django Unchained, Arrival, Sicario... Attack the Block, Mad Max, Fury Road, Lincoln, Creed, Warrior, and the Paddington movies. And of course, Star Wars and the Marvel movies, especially Civil War, Guardians, Infinity War, and Endgame. And of course, the Spider-Man films, you know, Homecoming and Far From Home, and Spider-Verse. But honestly, the two ones that I want to shout out in particular were Seeking a Friend for an End of the World, which is one of my favorite movies of all time came out in 2012 and probably my favorite movie of the past decade was Blade Runner 2049. I really love this film and I mentioned it throughout part one and two. I really loved it. It meant a lot to me and yeah it was my favorite. So I know that's a lot but yeah I loved all of those. <laughs> Very much so. I emphatically encourage everyone to check them out if you if they haven't already. But anywho enough of me. Let's get on with the show. Enjoy. All right, guys, I'm joined now by the pearl in my oyster, the diamond in my coal mine, Morgan Alonzo. How are you doing tonight, dear? I'm good. I'm sorry. When you said diamond in coal mine, I thought you were going to say colon. <laughs> oh, no. You, you of all people, uh, I've, I've informed there's my colon's looking good these days. That might be a little bit TMI for the audience, but hey, you know, get it checked. You don't want colon cancer? Get your colon checked. Anyway, enough about our colons. God, Morgan, Jesus. So we're here to answer a few questions about this past decade. It's 2019. The year ends in like 25 days. So the stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's start with the first question I've been asking everybody. Reflecting back, what has this decade meant for you personally? Uh, you know? Um, <clears throat> this decade has been a lot of growth, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm sure everyone does grow, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm 25 now, so from 15 to 25, a lot of <laughs> adulting, I guess, or one would hope so. <laughs> um, so, you know, moved out of the house, 
had a pretty big relationship, had ups and downs in it, working through it, um, trying to find out what I really want to do for my job, even though, you know, I'm supposed to already know in quotes. I mean, I know that's not true, but um, just a lot of soul searching and a lot of saying it's okay to not be where you're at yet and um, still happy with what I've transformed into, even with some of the bad stuff. So it's ultimately been good, even with the bad. Well, I think the benchmark of this decade for you was not meeting Ben and not having a child, but in 2012 when you met me. I think that's the highlight. (laughs) Everything was downhill after that, right? (laughs) Literally, the world stopped. Like, I'm still (laughs) drooling over you. I know, I know. I, I, it's you make it very aware every time we're alone in a room together. Uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about it. I feel slightly uncomfortable, but I'm getting used to it. So um, just introduce me as the pearl to your oyster and the diamond in your coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> I only do that to embarrass you. <laughs> but so yeah, looking back, I mean you. Knowing you and, you know, we've been friends, you know, since 2012. I've not, I've seen you grow a lot. You've seen me grow a lot. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, I was asking some people, I've asked, I've been asking people to f- look at the question a different way. 2019 Morgan, obviously you, like you said, you were 15 in 2010. 2019 Morgan, what would you go back and tell young 15 year old Morgan if you had the chance? Or would you tell him, would you tell her anything at all? Yes. The only thing that I would say. Okay. Because I do think that sometimes um, some bad experiences, to some varying degree, um, turn you into a a better person to be able to understand some things. But um, ultimately, what I would tell myself is you don't if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Don't be afraid about what it's going to make the other person feel Mm -hmm. because you can't control other people's feelings. That's been kind of the, the biggest thing I've learned this year is you can only control yours. Yeah. Um, you can still do things respectively, but um, you can't control other people's feelings because a lot in the 15 to like mm, probably 21, 22 period, a lot of it was uh, feeling like I couldn't say no because um, I was scared it would make other people upset. And so in turn, I wasn't having a good time or, or whatever the situation was. You know, mm-hmm. I was the one that got hurt by it. So that would probably be the only thing I would say is don't worry about what other people feel like. You're you're OK to say no or sorry, that's just not me or I don't have to do that. I don't know. Hmm. That's, I think that's really wise. Um, and that's only, I think that's one of those lessons that you could tell your 15 year old self, Morgan, right? But do you really think your 15 year old self would comprehend that lesson or it's something you got to go through, right? No, uh, because you know what I probably would have done? I probably would have said, okay, oh, no, I understand. Oh, I get it. And then thought, well, I can't say no, I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like some self-fulfilling prophecy or some shit. (laughs) Like literally inception, that thing is still spinning or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Um, it's it's wild. I forget how much, like I know five years isn't that young, but like, or four and a half or whatever it is. Don't do it. What? Don't say I'm so much older than you. Or God, I forget how young you are. No, I Don't just put me in that box. I didn't. I just say that, like, I forget that that there is a gap. Like, yeah. not not like uh, you're. I think that we're of similar maturity level. I don't know if that says I'll t- I'll, I'll spin that as a compliment towards you and not like ne- <laughs> necessarily like calling myself immature. I think that we've both been through things and we both have you know come out the other end, or at least we're trying to come out the other end, right? But it's wild. Like I, I remember I, it was really weird. Like we, we met in 2012 and through work at that store that shall not be named. 
No. And it was almost immediate. Like, we were almost immediately friends. I think we've talked about this on the pod before, but, like, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't imagine, especially, you know, like, like 2013, 2014 on to now, I couldn't imagine going through this without you. Like, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I was like, you were probably, I, I know I'm blowing smoke up your ass right now, but I really mean it. You the facial, thank you. <laughs> I've had many friends in my life. I've I had Justin on earlier today, and you know I've I've known him since I was thirteen, and we're still good friends. But I don't think that I've been as vulnerable and close around anyone like I've been with you because like you're very understanding, you're very nurturing, and you're very compassionate. So, and uh, I've, I've noticed I noticed that very early on in our friendship, and vice versa. You have heard me literally basically reenact that scene from um Blair Witch Project where snot's coming out of her nose <laughs> from uh my experiences. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's wild when you think back like I, I was I've told this story before on this on this special two part episode before, but I'll just say it again, but and maybe you can maybe you can kind of enlighten it with yourself. I was on campus, you know during Thanksgiving. And while I was on campus, I had a hard time connecting with that, with that kid, you know, that 20, 20 year old, 21 year old, 22 year old kid. Like I, I had a hard time. Like I was familiar, I was in familiar settings, but I had a hard time connecting because priorities change. I mean, I don't need to tell you that you're a parent now. It's like, do you have a hard time connecting to that, you know, 15 or under, like, I guess under 20 ish version of yourself? Are you able to still connect to that person? Um, in some ways, um, a lot of it feels like it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I know that sounds maybe weird. Um, I mean, I won't have to dive into specifics, but you know, I had something kind of bad happen yeah. in the scenes too. So I kind of, um, for how my brain, I guess, like processed everything, it's more of like before that time and after that time. Yeah. So like I a, like a, like a BC and AD kind of thing, right? Yeah. I don't tend to think about it, but what I do, I mean, I, I do think about the, the good stuff and the more like hanging out with friends and, I miss the, what's so weird actually is, um, thinking you don't have confidence when you're in that age, yeah. but then when you're older, realizing you had a hell of a lot more confidence than you do now. Huh. Uh, see, <laughs> I'm, I would, I'm on the vice versa spectrum. Yeah. Like, I'm way more confident, well, confident. I'm, I'm, I'm more certain about myself than I was at 20. Cause I was like, I was just trying to get through college and, uh, I was just trying to get to like that degree because that's what I'd been working towards for probably most of my like all of my teenage life. So like uh, once I finally achieved that, that's why like afterwards I was kind of in a, a low moment because I was like I was I felt lost. But I'm much more certain of myself, and I think I'm getting a better picture of what I want now. So yeah. I'm much more certain of myself now. Yeah, I can I can say that, and I guess confidence. It was more of like like I didn't have all these. Um connecting dots of like where my my thoughts were going i could kind of just think something like if it was about myself and then just be like oh okay whatever oh i'm gonna do this today but now it's like it's just more clouded like it it takes a lot more planning and time yeah you realize that adulthood there's a lot more pressures and anxieties and complications than was advertised (laughs) yeah 
Yes, I did not choose to be born. All right, no, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so let's 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 wrap that up, and we're gonna move on to the second question that apparently is giving you fits. So let's 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 say it again for the record. What is a favorite film? You know, a favorite film, a TV show, a book, a game, an album from this past decade you'd like to discuss and celebrate. So yeah. you had some trouble with this. I still can't. I can't. The word favorite is going to be very loose on this because... Well, just list some of the memorable things, like some of the memorable media sure. or content that you experienced. Because we got time, so you're good. Obviously, movie-wise, Harry Potter. Yeah, that wrapped up in 2012. Yeah. Yes. 2011, 2012, right? I think yes. Deathly Hollows came out, part one came out 2011, and then like May, I think 2012 was part two. Uh, a little bit earlier than that. Qu- yeah, yeah, don't quote yeah. me on that. But yeah, obviously, Harry Potter, huge part of my life. Um, even went to the, the finale, Dresses Talks. One of my best friends was Lupin, and I'll never forget being in that theater with a whole group of my friends and my mom being with us too, because I had a cool mom. And my mom literally looks at me and it's like, if anybody breathes or talks during this thing, you could just leave. And I'm like, oh my God, like, it was, it was so serious. But um, yeah, so Harry Potter... Um, CD-wise, or, or I guess music-wise, that's becoming a harder thing for me to pick, too, because kind of depends on your mood. God, I don't know. I know you and I talk about how we love um, we love Kanye. Yeah. Um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out in 2010, so we've had, a, okay. we've had almost a decade of Runaway, you know? Like, can you believe that? Yeah, and that song is perfect. Yeah, it was, I was thinking about albums, and I thought, like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I was like, it might be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, even though like I was talking to Justin about this, like uh, churches debuted their first debut album was in this past decade. We had Random Access Memories in 2013 by Daft Punk, which I really love. And there's been a bunch of there's been several albums that came out in this past decade that I'm like, wow, that was those are really great, they're very memorable, they're very uh-huh. near and dear to my heart. But I'm like, but seriously, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a fucking masterpiece. So. Mine actually might be Arcade Fire. That that was one big album that I would listen to from start to finish. Just oh, thinking kind of about those guidelines. Funeral came out. Let's see when Funeral came out. Funeral came out a long time ago. So it did. Yeah, Funeral came out in two thousand four. Morgan Ward. So we're way oh, out of God. this decade. <laughs> My bad. Ignore that. Ignore it. But, you, um, but I would uh, imagine you grew to appreciate it more in this past decade, right? Yes, probably in like 2008. I don't know. That's not this past decade. I don't know. Um, <laughs> music. Music's good. I don't know. And then what was, okay, so the other one. So we said movies. And TV shows, a lot of books, too. games. Like we had, we finally got Kingdom Hearts 3. That was okay. long okay. overdue. That can also have its whole own other bod. I mean, we could literally dive into that for forever. But the short, quick things were, and sorry if this spoils anything, but where the hell was Kyrie in that game? <laughs> <laughs> Riku is super hot. Yeah. Um, and then just, I mean, I mean, I was dying. The whole entire game, I was crying, sobbing. The intro, I was sobbing. I was very emotional. And then Ben would be really mad if I didn't say this. He had to take the controller from me a couple times and beat some bosses. So we uh, Maybe next year, maybe Volume 5, we can do a Kingdom Hearts episode, you and me. Do you know how much I'm going to research for that? I'm going to have like a 10-page essay. The real, <laughs> qu- the real qu- trick is going to be, do we replay all the games? Like, 
I can play Kingdom One Hearts One and Two, but I'm not in three maybe. But I'm not playing fucking all those side quests. Everything in the middle. Yeah, or maybe I could. You, they have like a collection on PS4. But anyway, we're getting off topic here. Yeah. yeah, So we have Kingdom Hearts Three. Any TV shows? Uh, You know, Shameless. Anything like that? Yes, but also Dragon Age as a game too. Dragon Age is great. But um, in the sense, ah, the sense, so good. Yeah. Um, TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot. I mean, obviously, some of the big ones that everybody knows about, you know, um, Handmaid's Tale has been pretty great as far as, like, the later part of uh, the decade, I think. Let's see what else. Shameless kind of came on a little bit later for me. Um, what about uh, Dexter? <gasps> I mean, <laughs> besides that last season, trash. Yeah, it, it was great. It was real good. Oh, no. Oh, wait. That's probably not from this decade either. God, sorry. Okay, now it? that I'm thinking of things, huh? What? Oh, Dexter <laughs> debuted in 06 and wrapped up in 2013. So it was kind of part of this decade. So kind of. More yeah. or less. But uh, definitely the one I was thinking of is not part of this decade. If Dexter is a part of <laughs> No. <laughs> what about uh, I, one of my big things was, and I hate to sound like a hipster about this shit, but uh, I literally. Hipster. Sorry. <laughs> I literally was I was I watched Stranger Things season 1 literally opening day. Like I saw the trailer for that before it came out and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks like it's going to be awesome. And I'm not kidding you. I finished it again, sounding very hipsters. I'm sorry, but I finished it right away and I felt like it took like a week or two weeks for everyone else to watch it and realize how amazing it was. So I was on Stranger Things from jump. So I was like, that was a big one. Like Stranger Things season two is amazing, except for that one episode. And everyone who knows Stranger Things knows what episode I'm talking about. But uh, Stranger Things season two is amazing. And season three, yeah, season three that just happened this year, earlier this year. God, I forget it happened this year. Uh, it was all right, but it was. Kind of forgettable. But you know, I'm more curious to see where they go the next season. But uh, yeah, but they any, had one good part where they did make me sob. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what films we can talk about though. Going back to films, real quick. <coughs> what? Two films near and dear to our hearts. <coughs> oh God! Oh God! Seeking a friend for the end of the world came out in 2012. <laughs> you didn't watch it until a few years later. No, you watched it right after because I mentioned it because we were friends by then. So it was probably the next year when I had it on DVD. But also, Her came out in, I think, when did Her come out? Her came out. All I want to say is you better be thankful that you didn't have this pod back then. Because imagine, like, if we just had, like, a reaction of us watching Her and then it just muting it for, like, 45 minutes because we're sobbing in a corner. Her came out in December of 2013. So, like, the following year. Yep, and we saw it together. We saw it together. And didn't really talk about it. (laughs) It was, that film has everything. It has comedy, it has romance, and it has a very, very awkward sex scene. Sex in quotations mark scene. Oh man, yeah, that, uh, I mean, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trilogy, you know where I'm going, that could be its own. Oh yeah, what about, uh, what about girls? Yes, to some degree, that last season was also trash, but yes, girls, girls was great. Um, it introduced me to my love of Adam Douglas Driver. Yeah, it, it, it premiered April. in 2012 and wrapped up in 2017. Yes, it did. God, it's already been that long. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the other one people seem to be mentioning is either Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Okay, let me get there. So Breaking Bad, I'm not going to lie. And I don't know. I'm sure other people do this too. But like, I'll go through a period where I'm like, I want to watch something like super serious. Oh my God. I have another one after this. Sorry. Super serious. And then like funny, funny, funny. 
And like Breaking Bad just kind of hit me when I was in the middle of all of that. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't looking for it. So it took me three times to really watch it. Three tries. Game of Thrones took two or three tries too. But Breaking Bad, I would say, trumps Game of Thrones because the last season was trash. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I just thought of one? Mad Men. Oh, I never got into Mad Men. Oh my god, it's so good. Although that started, I think, 20, 2008, right? No, what, 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 when was Brad, Mad Men debuted? Yeah, man, I think... more of like when we feel it came out and everyone just goes with it. Yeah, so it came out 2007 and ended in 2015. So there was a good eight, nine years in there. And then I think they took a couple, they took like breaks in between those last oh, few seasons. Yeah. But yeah, overall, wrapping up on this question, it was a good, like, I know you, you got a hard time remembering it, but it also, I think, is the problem is there's been so much, like this decade, there's... It's blown up with shit, with streaming services, premium cable, HBO right. and all this stuff. There's so much shit that happened in this decade. Like, it's hard to remember. It's like, fuck. And it's not that it's forgetful. It's just, like, also, it it depends, like, different parts of where you were at in this decade, where what yeah. it meant to you. Maybe it doesn't mean that much to you now, too. I think, I think TV show-wise... Stranger Things might have been my favorite of the of the decade. And then movie-wise, it's like a three-way tie movie-wise. Not counting the Star Wars or Marvel. That's just a whole other thing. But, like, I think, like, my favorite standalone movie is either Inception, Arrival, or Blade Runner 2049. I think I was, th- I was talking a bit about this. I think 2049 might take it because I really, really love that movie. Like, really love that movie. So that I think that might take it for me. So, uh, if you have anything else to say, you want to answer this last question, I can let you go for the evening. Uh, yeah, but before that, two more that I want to add. Booksmart. Oh, yes. Was great. We watched that together. The Politician is a great show on Netflix right now. Yeah. And, of course, what just came out today, Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, which is fantastic. Sn- snuck under the wire, right? It just came through. And, uh, I mean, we're doing this before... Rise of Skywalker comes out, and hopefully that doesn't suck. It's not going to suck. I'm, I'm going to be sobbing the whole time, but it's not going to suck. Anyway, I guess we'll have to wait until we do this in 2029 to inform people whether it sucks or not, even though me and Ben are probably going to do a review about it on the pod. But anyway, so I think that does it for question two. Let's move on to question three. Do you have any New Year's resolutions for the coming year, or in bigger picture, do you have any goals or resolutions for the coming decade? Yes. Goals wise is um, to not think as much, <laughs> to not overthink, and to just go for some things. A lot of things I stop myself from trying, even if I feel kind of passionate about it, because um, I think of too many of the what ifs, or um, I try to weigh too many of my options before I dive into it. Yeah. So I think next year is going to be more of a just do it. Yeah. Why not? And then as far as like for the next decade, yeah, uh, kind of building on that. I really want to start feeling like I could stand alone by myself and take care of myself. A lot of, of this past decade, just kind of given everything when things have happened, it's, you know, in and out of college and things like that. And I'm working a job that does pay the bills, but it's not something that I want to wake up and do every day. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that wake up and do every day so working on that which i know you know about so yeah a lot of couple stressful months upcoming hopefully but um hopefully good things will come of 2020 and then also just as a side note this last year itself has been the hardest that i've probably ever gone through but it's been the most rewarding Mm -hmm. so 
2020 should be good. Could you imagine this time in 10 years, Emmy will be about to turn 14? Why would you do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it to my brother earlier, right before this. Like and I was like, could you? Like literally threw up in his mouth. He like, was oh. like, he was like, oh, he he literally went, oh, <laughs> that is a that is a whole other thing. Um, you can't do it. You can't grasp your mind. Like you can't wrap your mind about it. Like I told Ben, I was like, what what happens? Like you know, when she wants to like get a piercing or like go see a movie by herself what if she wants to go to the beach with people like i hate the beach i've had to think about that the ocean like i just there's just too much so um i mean i just put her down to bed and she can fully dress herself now um, <laughs> she brushes her teeth by herself so um yeah it's hard it's really rough she's not gonna <laughs> be little for forever so yeah 14 year old emmy can't wait to meet her she's gonna be a firecracker i just know it it's going to be horrible, like real talk. Are you ready? Are you ready for those battles? Oh, I know I'm going to have to leave the room. It's not going to be her. It's going to be me because I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, nope. And I'm just going to have to go take a walk or something like that. And then Ben's going to have to come in and Ben's going to be Mr. Good Cop. And he's going to be like, <laughs> you know, oh, just, just listen to your mom, okay? And she's going to be like, but you're going to let me do it, Dad, right? I'll be like, yeah, just don't tell your mom. And then I'm going to be like, I hear you. <laughs> going to be it because um, that's Ben. <laughs> Let's well since you're aware that that might be the situation down the line. Hopefully, you can take steps leading up to it to prevent it. So, anyway, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you for doing this, Morgan. As always, uh, it's it's always lovely to have you on. It's always lovely to talk to you, and I'm glad that we are friends, and I'm glad that we are as close as we have grown over these past few years. So, I'm happy to, even though it's it's all been a lie. It's um, been a mean joke that we've been playing on you. Um, I'm actually not your friend, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> God, I mean, I could have called your bluff months ago, especially <laughs> earlier in my year this year. I, I could have been like, man, she don't fucking care about you. But uh, I'm glad to know the f- truth finally. Anyway, all right. I love you. I will talk to you later, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Cool. Let's get it started. All right. Well, I don't need to do the intro because I'm just going to be cutting to this. All right. How do I – I forgot how I do this. Okay. Hey guys, this is John. I am currently joined with one of my old friends, frequent guest of the pod, Clark Martin, aka Pup. How you doing tonight, Pup? How you doing, man? What's going on? Well, good. We're, we're, you're, you're, I was just telling Pup he's the he's test case number one with this uh, two part episode about this decade that's wrapping up. But yeah, man, I'm really excited. I'm really really looking forward to have this conversation with you. We're gonna keep it short, but holy fuck, Pup, another decade in the books, man. Can you believe it? No, I can't actually because it seems that it flew by. I really, I really and truly don't remember this decade. I don't know if that's just starting to speak to my age yeah. or, you know, just that much happened that I don't really re- realize it. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the take I'm taking away from it. Yeah, man. It's really weird how it like breaks down the clumps for me. Like I was talking to someone over the holiday. Happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way, to you pup and your family. You too. Uh, I was talking to someone, someone over the break over the holiday when I was in Louisiana, you know, like, like 2010 to 2012 is kind of a blur. That was kind of like the end of college for me. And then like 2013 to like 2016 is just, that's another blur. And like 2016 to now, that's like, okay, I kind of remember 2016, 2017, 2018, but those, those are starting to blur together. So it's like, it's like blurring into thirds for me, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the, the for me, it's more of, it did happen in kind of sections, just like it did with you. Yeah. Chapters. But yeah. yeah it, 
Well, yeah, you could call it chapters. But okay. it's just very strange because everything that happened at the beginning of the day, I mean, it seems like it's so much further back. Yeah. Than it than it actually is. Yeah. Um, you know, that that that's what that's what's kind of that's what was making my head hurt a little bit earlier when I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, that actually happened during this decade? Yeah. I, like, Shit, I thought that happened like way the hell back there. So I brought you on to answer three questions. The first question uh, is reflecting back. What is this decade meant for you personally? You know, as a as Clark Martin, what do you, what do you, what would you say is the story of this decade for you? Probably my biggest my biggest takeaway from this decade was my ability to get away from the retail sales environment Mm -hmm. and actually get into it, which is kind of my niche. Yeah. And actually start, you know, doing stuff that I like to do every day for work. Mm. So that, that's kind of the the big thing, you know, for me is I was able to actually kind of leave that, that Mm. first chapter behind and actually start working towards doing something that I actually enjoy doing. So yeah, not, you, that I did, not that I didn't enjoy retail, yeah, you know, per se. There were some, there were times where it was actually fun. Yeah, man, we had some laughs. We definitely had some <laughs> there, laughs. There were some laughs. There was there was some crying. There was, some, <laughs> there was a lot of alcohol. Yeah, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, overall, it was it was a good experience. I'm glad I did it. I'm not I'm not saying that it was you know it was, it was bad or anything like that. There were parts that were bad, of course. I mean, that's same with anything. Absolutely. But, you know, it's just, you could see, I could, I can track the maturity and the growth. Yeah. Between leaving that institution and then coming and starting into the series that I'm in now. Yeah, you finally, it, it seems you like. Can, you, you can, you see it, you feel it, you yeah. can feel that you're actually growing toward an end. So you finally transitioned out of something you you finally transitioned into where you feel like you're supposed to be. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, not not necessarily where I'm supposed to be, but I'm more in a I'm in a better place now than I was. And really and truly, that's really all you can expect and all yeah. you can hope for. Yeah, that's the be- I was about to say. That's the, that's probably I think uh, again. You had my first interview. I I feel like knowing the people I've invited to do this, you know, two-part special with me. I don't think there's anyone who's going to be like, yeah, this decade started off great and then now I'm in a ditch and I'm like, I, my, my life has spiraled out of control. I don't think I'll have a lot of that. I hope not, but it'll be a great conversation. But, uh, so I think, I think most of the people who will be speaking on these episodes will echo the same sentiment of, yeah, man, you know, at least I can speak for myself. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to try and divulge too much of me. I want to give you, my guests, the floor. But yeah, I, I started off this decade in college and now I'm 29 as we speak. I'll be turning 30 in January and I've learned a lot and I've experienced a lot. And I I tell everyone, I'm like, every year of my life, every year of my life, pup, even the shitty years have gotten better have gotten better like i i would like i wouldn't go back at all i wouldn't i would no i would go back i'm, I'm good i'm fine every year has gotten better so yeah and um, like i said it, there are just like with anything there's sometimes you get you get setbacks you get knocked down it's just you got to get back up and then whenever you do move forward you take two steps forward yeah exactly that's like that's like anything you know it's, it's you're progressing and that, that's that's all you can ask for yeah that's really all you can ask for as long as you're moving forward and you're healthy you know 
everything else can kind of go by the wayside. Okay, well, let me rephrase the question slightly, and maybe some some listeners can take some sage wisdom uh, from this from your response. You know, you're at we're at the end of this decade, right? It'll be wrapping up in about uh, three or four weeks. Yeah, three weeks, three weeks and some change. So, you know, you're at the end. If you could go back to the beginning, you know, like tell 2010 Clark Martin, "Hey, man, look out for this, look out for that," or would you not tell him anything and be like, "Motherfucker, figure it out yourself"? What would you What would you do if you could give him the opportunity to tell you know 2010 Clark? What would you say? Uh, to be honest, I probably wouldn't say much mm-hmm. because a lot of the stuff that I went through. Yeah. Helped me grow into who I am now. Yeah. And if you, if you go back and tell somebody that, you know, if you tell yourself that you're not going to have that growth. Yeah. You know, you won't, you won't get, you won't get that maturity. You won't, you you won't advance like you should. Yeah. You know, so I, I really wouldn't tell them, tell myself much from that. It's just maybe it's like the end of retail is coming. (laughs) (laughs) You won't know when, you won't know where, but it's coming. <laughs> By the way, speaking of retail, as an aside, when I was in town, I went to the new – one of the new locations of the store that, that shall not be named right there on Nicholson Gateway. It's pretty okay. swanky, man. It was pretty nice. I have to admit, I was like, man, this is this is pretty nice. If only we had worked at a store this spiffy, but that's uh, a, that's a I, whole I'm other still, thing. I've, I've actually made plans to go swing through there just to kind of walk around and see, maybe see who's still there. Yeah. As of yet, I've still not done that. It's I nice. really haven't lost. I really haven't lost any sleep, to be honest. Yeah, you're not missing anything, but it's it's nice. It's definitely <laughs> nice. But yeah, man, it's it's. I'm I'm very happy to hear that, man. I'm really happy to hear that everybody is growing and bettering themselves because I think that's the key to life, right here. But uh, but yeah, man. Do you have anything else to share? Like uh, per, like anything specific? Anything else you'd like to share with the audience, or would you want to move on to set the second question? I think that's pretty much it for now. I mean, we can move on. Yeah, all right. Because I mean, that's that takes care of the big issues. Yeah, it takes care <laughs> of the personal. We can lock the we can lock the big ones up and throw them away now. We're done. Okay. <laughs> so, just as I don't know if I'll mention this in an, an earlier, I don't really know the exact location of where this particular portion of the episode will be. So if I mentioned this before, I apologize for the redundancy. The second question came from I was thinking, what was the best movie I saw this decade? And I was like. Huh, that's a really interesting question because there's been a lot of movies that come out. It's like you had the whole Marvel series, you had Star Wars come back, you've had, you know, you've had a bunch of different movies. And I was like thinking and I was like, man, that's, that'd be a tough question to answer. I was like, man, I really want to uh, – maybe I'll do a pod about it. So that's why I started – that's basically – Yeah, this is why it's, it's – yeah. You know, and then it expanded into these other questions that I'm at, that I'm that I've asked and will ask you. But but then I was like, well, you don't want to like just talk all about movies because like people aren't into movies as much as you are, John. So what if like someone wanted to answer like album or book or video game or TV show? So so the question is, Clark, you know, what is a fave movie, TV show, book, video game, album that you think is your favorite of the decade that came out, you know, 2010 to 2019 that you want to talk about and discuss and appreciate? Well, I got, actually, I have a few different ones and they're basically just because of the different ways of the movie. The, the one that I want to actually kind of get through mm-hmm. and talk about more because it's the, probably the most complete movie that I've seen okay. is uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, okay. Captain America Winter Soldier. All right. But uh, as far as like a good 
thriller movie that I always try to go to if if I'm in that mood. Atomic Blonde. Okay. Believe it or not, that one just for some reason I don't know why I don't know if it's the noir style, whatever it is that that one just kind of got my attention. I have not seen that yet, but I it is on my list. Yeah, it is. It, it the uh, the end will kind of make your face melt a little bit. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Uh, if I'm in a mood just to laugh for yeah. Ragnarok, just because, I mean, there's so many good one-liners in there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that surprised me the most that I didn't think I was going to like, but I did, mm-hmm. is Now You See Me. Oh, uh, I couldn't get into that. Uh, it looked... That, it, it, the, fir- the first one, not the second one. The second one was crap. No, the first one, was, <laughs> the, I couldn't get into the first one either, because it just looked... It yeah. just looked utterly ridiculous. But, so... So yeah, let's say on Winter Soldier here. Okay, would you say that's your favorite film in the entire MCU so far? Probably yes. Okay, I, I, would, I would put that definitely over Civil War. I'd probably put Infinity War, the, the Infinity series, at the uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, right underneath those two. Oh, that's interesting. I did an episode a while back ago, right before Infinity War came out last year, where I ranked them, and I think I had. What did I have? I don't even remember, Pup. It was a long time ago. But, you know, I wasn't too high on Winter Soldier, honestly. Like, I enjoyed it. First off, I enjoyed it. There hasn't been an MCU film that I've hated. Like, I've enjoyed every single one of them. And, yes, I have seen every single one of them multiple times. But, I like, everybody has. But, That's why they've grown so much money. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I thought that, you know, it took Cap to a new level that I wasn't expecting, even though I knew. Like, I don't know how unfamiliar people were with the story, but, like, I knew who the Winter Soldier was. I knew it was going to be Bucky. I knew, like, oh, well, that's cool. That would be interesting. And I knew when he died, quotation marks, died in the first one. I was like, well, he's coming back as the Winter Soldier. So, you know, that, that that's just a tease for something down the line. But, you know, I enjoyed it, but I also didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else. What do you think it was about Captain America Winter Soldier that, that it stands on high for you? I think that one mainly because of Cap's arc mm-hmm. that he comes around and – the more people try to hold him down, the more he just sides with freedom. Yeah. You know, and he's going to do whatever it takes to do the right thing. And that, that kind of, that, that kind of resonated with me a lot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his, his arc was probably in that movie was the most complete. Okay. You know, going, going from there. And then, you know, the Bucky twist was, uh, I wasn't, I, I really, I stayed away from spoilers for that one. Okay. So that, that was kind of a, a tweak for me. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a twist. So let me but, ask uh, you this. Two questions. Were you a big Captain America fan before you saw either like the first movie or this movie? And how did you feel about the way his storyline wrapped up in Endgame? I kind of – I had read a few of the comics, not a whole lot. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. really, really invested in it. Nobody really read but, Captain America comics before the movies. Like it was yeah, like – Thor, but, Thor, uh, <laughs> Iron Man, and Cap—they were not flying off the shelves. Off the shelves, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, the, the first movie did a really good job of setting everything up. And, yeah. uh, like he's, like you said, I mean, he he wasn't going to die in the first one. It just—it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. We all knew it. So, I mean, uh, that part you knew was kind of a given. Mm-hmm. But the way he wrapped up everything in Endgame, I think, was actually really, really well done. Yeah. Because for the first 21 movies, mm-hmm. he's giving everything he's got all the time, you know, doing mm-hmm. things for other people. Yeah. He's, he's doing, he's doing what he does for the greater good. Yeah. He's always the team and, player. Yeah. 
he's always he's always the team player. He's always going to do the sacrifice play. He's going to you know he's going to do that. But at the end, whenever he ends up, you know, spending the rest of his life with Peggy, yeah, that everybody I know they had a lot of people having a lot of crap about that, saying oh he was selfish, blah 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 blah. No, he wasn't. He was just living his life. Yeah. He's living the life that he didn't have the chance to because he was doing everything for everybody else. Yeah. What, what you know, I, and I, I yeah. think that was, that was a well deserved life to live. Yeah. I, um, first off, I was very excited. The fact that Anthony Mackey, a New Orleans native, you know, he passed the shield off to Falcon, you know, Anthony Mackey. So that was exciting. But also the, honestly, when Tony dies, I guess we should have said spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen Endgame at this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if you haven't seen, seen it, it at now, this point, like, what are you what doing? Rock were you living under for the it, last year? It, it made more. It almost made three billion dollars. People, come on. Anyway, okay. So when Tony dies, that still gets me kind of emotional now. But I really didn't cry, cry in that movie until the literally the last shot where him and Peggy are dancing. And I think it's fascinating. Speaking of Winter Soldier and Civil War and First Avenger, so the writers, Christopher. Uh, Marcus and McFeely, you know, I think they're both Christopher Marcus and Christopher McFeely. I'm probably getting that right, but they're, we, they're just known as Marcus and McFeely, right? So they wrote First Avenger. They wrote Captain America Winter Soldier, which was, which was the first directorial debut in the MCU of the Russo brothers. And then they wrote Civil War together, also directed by the Russo brothers. And they did Infinity War together. It, which was directed by the Russo brothers as well. And then Endgame, same story. And I really think it's fascinating. I think Cap probably has the best arc in the entire MCU as it stands because he's had the most consistent writers for like that's such true. a long I, time. I never thought about that, but yeah, you, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. So now, now yeah. he, he may have had the most complete arc. Yeah. But as far as, you know, the going, being able to change character, going from the self-love character to the selfless character, Tony got it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's nobody else that could have pulled that off. Yeah, nobody. man, I I was never a big Tony Stark fan, uh, especially in like Iron Man one, two, and three, and Ultron. But like the way they saved him for me was in Infinity War and Endgame because like he stopped being a self, he stopped being such a like self-sabotaging prick and like civil war was also the first taste of it was like man tony's kind of a dick but also like i kind of feel bad for him but you're absolutely right like tony on paper is a terrible character like he's a terrible person as a character only rdj could make that man charming like only that dude could do it (laughs) probably yeah but like i said that arc is probably the biggest arc out of all of them yeah but even though Caps is probably the most complete. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. Okay, if we're done talking about Winter Soldier, the last question I wanted to ask you was if you have any, please don't feel, you know, obligated or forced or pressured to, you know, give any if you don't really have any, but do you have any New Year's resolutions coming up for the for 2020 or do you have any like resolutions about this oncoming decade i mean welcome to the 20s man let's hope there's not a great depression or some shit or like something <laughs> bad happens uh something uh, well it always does but so yeah, yeah yeah something usually always does so any any goals any uh, resolutions as far as resolutions i mean i probably got the the normal ones you know kind of move around more maybe lose a little bit of weight yeah you know that kind of stuff the normal the normal stuff you try to do every year but usually by the end of january you're like ah, screw yeah. it. but as far as 
looking toward the next decade, I'm kind of optimistic just mm-hmm. for just because of a lot of the tech that's going to be coming out mm-hmm. the next probably five years. Okay. Between 5G, they're yeah. going to, they're basically, they, I think they just now broke out quantum computing. Yeah, I saw a headline about that and I was like, I should read that because that's probably <laughs> a big fucking deal. Yes, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, just, just for, just for reference, a normal supercomputer would take probably weeks or months to hack a 256 bit encrypted file. Mm-hmm. That quantum com- computer can do it in probably about three minutes. Oh boy. So, yeah. so, so we're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming. <laughs> so Skynet or what? Like, what are we talking about here? I don't believe it's going to be Skynet, but this is the, the, the hope that I have is that as these things start coming online, mm-hmm. they can, you know, the, the stuff that they're going to be able to do, the processing power that we're going to have, the probably the, the biggest thing that they're going to, the, the biggest field that's going to feel the biggest impact, I think, is probably going to be medical. Oh, good. Um, yes. Like, they're going to be able to upload and compare MRIs, you know, a million MRIs within a split second and let you know, okay, yeah, this is what you have. It's right here. This is how to get rid of it. Well, it'll be a brave new world. Uh, so I, it sounds it, very that exciting. That kind of stuff is going to be very, very cool to, to see come out. I'm just waiting on that, but as far as a lot of the other AI, that's only going to be as good as the good that you put in it. Yeah. So that's where you have to trust who is writing the code. And to be honest, I really don't trust any of them. (laughs) So speaking of tech, long term, you know, going into this new decade, uh, how do you feel about your own show? If you want to plug it real quick, your own podcast, what do you, are you looking to grow that in in the coming decade or what do you think about that wrapping up? I, I mean, I would always love to grow. I would love to get, you know, a lot more people listening and, you know, a lot more subscribers and, you know, get on, start doing that. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. It probably won't happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would, it would be great and I would love it if it did, but it probably wouldn't. It, it's not a, it's not a, a set goal that I have to, you know, have so much done by so, you know, such time. So, but I'm, yeah, I'm still planning on doing it, uh, cause technology changes so much. You know, it changes every week, you know, so there's, there's always going to be something to talk to, always going to be some, something to talk about. Yeah. So it's, it can, it's a pod that can go on forever, you know, basically. Somebody's so, got to hold our hands to this Brave New World pub. Yeah. And I, I will try my best to do such a thing. And, you know, if, if push comes to shove and you don't know what you're doing, please come find me down com <laughs> or SoundCloud or anywhere else that the pod's on. And, I will be your I will be your your steady hand through the rough waters of tech. <laughs> uh, how's, that, how's that for a segue? He won't necessarily <laughs> he won't necessarily make you feel good, y'all. But he'll keep it straight with you, and I think that's what's what's the important. So that's gonna do it for us, pup. Thank you for doing this, and I hope you know this will be going out on New Year's Day. So I hope you have a happy New- well. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and you know all you my too. best to you know all your loved ones. Uh, and yeah, here's to, here's to 2020, man. Looking forward to a, a good, a new fresh start in a new decade and, uh, looking back and reflecting on, you know, you know, it was a pretty good decade. We became better friends, you know? I think we met in 2010, right? Uh, 2010 or 2011, something along that line. Somewhere. I think we talked about this literally the last time you were on the pod. Like, when did, <laughs> when did that happen? 
Anyway. I believe so, but it's it, it's neither here nor there. The friendship is there. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah, man. And cheers to like 10 or so years of friendship. Cheers. All right, pup. <laughs> if you, I had a drink, salute. Uh, Solange, I, I hope you have a great night, man, and I will talk to you later. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate right. it. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's take a sip of tea real quick. <laughs> Tea break. Ah, delicious. All right. Hey, guys, we're back. I am joined by Rachel Gert, soon to be Rachel Vastola in the coming years. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am I am wonderful. Uh, Excellent. I am doing my best, all things considered. We're recording yeah, this. Yeah, well, you know. We're recording this. I've been recording all these segments like way out from when this actually is going to drop on the 1st or the 3rd. And so, like, this is past John. Right after the Saints' loss to the Niners, I don't know what to expect for the rest of their season or, you know, the playoffs. Uh, so hopefully it gets better because we, this loss was kind of sucked a lot, but. You know, they were winning and then I took a nap and woke up and they lost. It can happen just like that. But LSU won last night. This will come out after they play Oklahoma and hopefully they beat Oklahoma and are en route to the national championship game. If not, I'm sure I'll be devastated even worse. So we'll all be devastated. It builds character. Uh, anyway, so I have Rachel on to answer these questions I've been asking several of my friends on these two on this two parter. Okay, so let's get let's get going with the first question. Rachel, reflecting back, what has this decade been for you personally? Okay, so I've actually been thinking about this Uh-oh. a little bit. Don't Uh-oh. flatter yourself too much. Rachel has um, a hard time thinking, ladies and gentlemen, so it doesn't come easy to her. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Sick burn. Before you get going, I had to tell I was gonna text you this, but I completely forgot. Oh my god. I was in a conven- I was in a seven eleven and the middle by Jimmy Eat World came on. Yes. And you ate immediately first I was like, Wow, I feel like twelve. And then the second thought was, Wow, this song reminds me of Rachel. I'm more honored than I have ever been in my life. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I won't interrupt again, but please go ahead. No, it's okay. That was a that was worth the interruption. <laughs> all right. So yeah. <laughs> You're, you're there. You're right there, all right? You're right Excellent. there. Perfect. Okay. Well, speaking of, you know, actually being a child, yeah. um, this past decade has been the first decade of me being an adult, like a real adult. Yeah. And I mean, also kind of a fake adult, like when you're in college. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've pretty much hit all the milestones of adulthood. Yeah. This decade, like, you know, I've, I've moved out on my own. I graduated college. I bought a house. I'm engaged. Like, I've kind of ticked off. All of those checkmark boxes. You're pregnant. What? No. <laughs> oh, God. Please, no. Please, no. No Sorry. offense to all your parents out there, but oh, God. Hey, some of oh, my God. some of my best friends are, are pregnant or, you know, chill out, all right? Actually, no one's that, pregnant right now, but not that I know of. But anyway. That you know of, yeah. Yeah, that I know of. God, all I can say is knock on wood against that one. Um, <laughs> once again, no offense to all you parents out there. Just not for me. Hopefully ever. <laughs> but just, you know, I've, I've been an adult, and I feel like I've hit all of the typical adult things that are you're supposed to hit yeah. in your adulthood, and I feel like I've knocked them out, I don't know, decently early. I would say so. I've known you for most of this decade, and you, you've you grown a lot, and I don't think you, you've reached those milestones without really stumbling at all, so oh, props to oh, you. That's sweet. Props to you, man. Thanks. But, I've stumbled a good bit. But yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, you've done it so gracefully that it didn't even look like stumbling. <laughs> Perfect. It's uh, what is that? It's like flying is like falling with style. Yeah, or like just failing Toy upwards Story? or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's from Toy Story. That's from the first Toy Story. Yes, Buzz Lightyear. So, you know, starting this decade, you were uh, you were 17, right? Somewhere around there? 18? Yeah, yeah, I was turned 18 on in 2010, May 2010. Okay, so. So, you, so you started this basically as your adulthood. I started it when I was 20 years old. I was already in college. Can you still connect to that 18-year-old version of yourself? Because I've looked back and when I when I think about my college years, like I have a hard time connecting to that kid. Prior, the priorities were so vastly different from where I was from where I am now than I was mm-hmm. then. So I have a hard time like getting back in that kid's like mindset, you know? How do you feel? Yeah. How, how do you feel about like your 18-year-old self? Oh, I mean so she was a fucking mess first off. <laughs> um <laughs> But I feel like oh man, I feel like every 18-year-old was a mess or is a mess, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I feel like that just comes with the territory of like I'm an adult now. I can do whatever I want. And then when you realize, gee golly, I can't wait to conquer the world. Like, oh wait, I can't actually do what I want. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah, I've been asking the guests this follow-up question to kind of rephrase the initial question. So, like, 2019, Rachel, right? Mm -hmm. If you could go back to that 2010 version of yourself, would you get what advice would you give if you would give any at all? Oh man, I mean, I don't know if you can edit this a lot, but maybe don't be quite such a hoe. Less pro- less promiscuity and more restraint, I think, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe don't be terrible. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe put a little bit of thought into into what you're doing with yourself and your body. Yeah, I, I think I can't remember. All these interviews are kind of blurring together at this point. But uh, <laughs> I, I was I was I think it might have been my brother because I was telling him like I would tell myself like Hey man, chill out, patience. Be more responsible. Be like, especially with the ladies department, like I would just be like, be more patient, you know, think it out. Don't be so short-sighted. Don't be so like, don't, don't be so perfect as the enemy of the good. Like be willing to compromise, be willing to like, don't be, don't say like be willing to settle, but like be willing to, you know, go out on a limb, even if the situation or the person isn't. I is it like doesn't check all the boxes you know it's like yeah. you, you gotta you gotta want to be like because i'm sure you don't check all of her boxes either dude so calm the fuck down all right so <laughs> so that's what i would tell myself at least in the romance department but anything yeah. else you would say like you know besides besides that like you know school um, or uh money or you know anything like that anything i don't know i mean just i don't know so i was very poor for most of my college i mean like all you know all college kids are but like I worried about money just about all the time, yeah. right? Because, you know, I paid for everything. Yeah. And, like, I, I guess I'd like to tell myself that, like, hey, man, it is eventually going to be worth it. Yeah, it's going to pay. It's going to, no pun intended, it's going to pay off. It's going to work out. Yeah, like, it, it's it, it's going to end up okay. Like, yeah, it sucks now. And I was actually thinking, like, because someone mentioned, like, they were going back to school or something later on in life. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of just thinking to myself, like, what would college have been like how much different would my experience have been if I didn't have to also work a full-time job Mm -hmm. and if I could just like actually if I could have lived on campus in the dorms and if I could have like actually gotten the quote-unquote full college experience like how different it would have been because the first few years of college I hated it oh my god I was miserable constantly yeah and then I think it was also because like I didn't really come to college with like a bunch of friends or anything. Which is weird because so, you went to LSU for a bit and you're from Baton Rouge. Yeah, right? It seems very strange. But, like, most of my friends actually went away for college. Yeah. Um, so I kind of didn't really have, like, a, a support group 
that, you know, that was already there. So I had to like, I don't know, find my place. Yeah. I was lucky that most of my close friends in high school, they all went different ways as well. But a lot of people from New Orleans, you know, especially my high school went to LSU. Like I, mm-hmm. I had a really good friend that went there and I knew people that like, if I was around campus and I like ran into them, I'd be like, Oh, Hey man, what's going on? I went, we went yeah. to high school. There. So luckily a lot of people from my high school went to uh, LSU and a lot of them I, were, I was cool with. One of them I was really good mm-hmm. friends with. So that was, that was crucial. But I do, I do really, you know, living on campus would have been nice to try for like a year because I feel like a yeah. lot of people met that way. Yeah, exactly. Like there would, you know, there'd be something just going on in the dorms or yeah. like, I don't know, for in the, the Pentagon or whatever, which, you know, for non-LSU people is like a cluster of dorms. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, you can't really change it now, but yeah, you could, but you could, all, that's a slippery slope, right? Like you could always, the situation can always get better, right? Like you could always be like, well, it would be nice to not have a job at all. Or, you know, it would be nice to, yeah. you know, have all my friends here. So it's, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope. It's also the whole, like, you know, your history is part of who makes you, you. So yeah. like, I mean, I would probably be a totally different person. Yeah. And I don't know that I'd be willing to give that up to have had an easier college experience. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe I could have been a way better person. Who knows? Who knows? There's so many ways you can answer that question. Uh, but let's move on to another question. Uh, one hey. that I think you were kind of excited about. Okay. What is a favorite film, a TV show, a book, a game, an album, you know, something like that from this past decade you'd like to discuss and celebrate? So I was, you know, going back and like thinking through all of my favorite things yeah and i'm realizing that most of them began not in this decade (laughs) yeah so like you know of course i wanted to talk about the office that did not start in this decade that was mostly in the previous decade yeah then i was like okay well my favorite movie is zombieland nope that was also 2009 yeah um and then i was like ah well borderlands nope also 2009 um so most of my favorite things came out not in this decade okay but then i kind of thought like okay well music i enjoy music sometimes and i actually enjoy a very specific subgenre of music which i i don't know i feel like i talk about it a lot and people always make fun of me for but i like very specifically scandinavian power metal whoa um, whoa whoa you have never <laughs> mentioned this to me Okay, so like, and it's it's not like oh, uh, you know, specifically Scandinavian power metal, but like, it seems like all of the bands that I happen to like just happen to fall into this subgenre of music. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm not shocked by this. I'm just surprised you never mentioned it to me. Uh, this totally, oh. this totally tracks. Like, yeah, that makes well, sense. Yeah, that's fair. Well, like, so my very favorite band, Amaranth. I did actually learn about them while I was in college. Okay. Um, I happened to learn about them actually like the month or so after they played a show at the House of Blues in New Orleans. Nice. Which is very, very standard for how I find out about bands. It's usually, like, right after they've played a show in my surrounding area. Yeah. But, like, I was like, holy shit, I'm obsessed with this band. And fun fact, they're actually playing another show at the House of Blues in New Orleans next year. I bought tickets, like, 15 minutes after they went on sale. Ah, nice. (laughs) Don't know who I'm going with to the show with but i bought two tickets so wait aren't you aren't you engaged to someone aren't they your like permanent plus one in that department yeah he really really is not a big fan of them (laughs) he's also not a big fan of like standing and like i'm personally of the opinion that like if i'm going to a rock show i want to be in the pit and like if i don't get like smashed by a mosh pit like is it really a show i can just Um, imagine steven going standing not a fan. <laughs> yeah, no, well, okay, so he hates that. Like, he, 
he actually got me uh, tickets to see Celine Dion in February, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. But the reason that he's going with me to that is because he has a seat. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah. music-wise, it's this... Who's this band? It's Emirates. Amaranth. A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H-E. Okay, so um, is there an album that came out this this past decade uh, that you would like to feature or give special shout-out to? So actually, most of their albums, I believe, came out this past decade. Okay. I think only their self-titled album maybe came out in like 08 or 09, something like that. But yeah. the rest of them, I think, starting in 2011, have come out this past decade. But it's a rather niche they're rather niche, right? So you don't know. Would you recommend them to someone casual like me or just a casual music listener? So I actually kind of would. Yeah. They, they have three different vocalists, right? Yeah. So I feel like, and I mean, so if you, if you don't like, you know, kind of harder rock music, no, you're not going to like them. Yeah, okay. But like, even if you, you know, are only like a casual fan of like kind of, you know, upbeat rock music, yeah, I'd suggest them. But so they, they have like one guy that does like the whole screaming thing and then they have a, you know, a female lead and male lead vocalist that do not screaming okay so like there's there's a little bit of a of kind of i don't know vocals wise there's something for everyone yeah there's a variety um yeah but i i like them a whole lot i actually i feel like i've been enjoying their music more and more with every album they put out yeah which i feel like is kind of different because like most people they're like you know they love a band but like the more albums they put out the less good they are yeah i'm, um, a, I'm a huge killers fan and their first album is like my favorite album of all time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not to get too in the weeds about it, but their second album was really good. And then, you know, it's diminishing returns. They're still good. Like they have an album coming out this year, next year, I think, which I'm excited mm-hmm. about. But, you know, they, none of the albums, and I'm a day one listener. Like as soon as it comes out, I buy it. I'm like, they, yeah. they will forever get my money. I don't care how bad the album is. And so mm-hmm. they're not hitting the same. I still enjoy their music, but they're not hitting the same as they once did. And that might be nostalgia, but also I, I think it is actual quality of the music. But uh, yeah. so yeah, I completely get that. But like at, at <laughs> this past album that just came out, it's called Helix. It came mm-hmm. out last October. Mm-hmm. I actually put off listening to it for like three weeks because I had this like horrible fear that I wasn't <laughs> going to like it. <laughs> I mean, fun fact, it's my favorite of their albums, actually. Okay. Because I really like it, but... Like, man, I was so scared that I was going to hate it. Yeah. Um, and that that seems like kind of like a thing for me. Like, I'm so scared of not liking something that, you know, I'm, I should quote unquote like that I just put it off. Disappointment. Also, disappointment. Fact, I'm, I'm like the worst person with finishing something. Yeah. Like, I start every video game I've played for the past God knows how long. I start it. I get almost all the way done. And then I don't finish it. That. What? Okay. Because, like, once I'm finished, like, once I finish it, it's over. Oh, my God. <laughs> then it's over. What a psychological mindfuck that is. That's, right? Oh, my God, dude. That... I do that with TV shows also. Like, I'll, like, Criminal Minds. I have not watched the, whatever is on Netflix right now, I haven't watched the series finale of it. Because then <laughs> it's going to be done. <laughs> oh, that That's so weird. That's no so weird. No one else weird. understands this. It's so like, weird. Like, Steven thinks I'm fucking insane which i mean i am but yeah <laughs> that's so weird yeah because if i finish it then it's over <laughs> i can't deal with that man all right uh do you have anything else you want to discuss like we, i think we really touched on this uh band of yours all right yeah if you don't have anything else to say you want to move on to the last question yeah let's go for it i'm very interested in this band i might give them a listen if i have some free time in the week i would suggest it but you know of course i do <laughs> anyway okay so last question it's the end of the year the year ends in like 23 days like so a little over three weeks 
Oh, God. Do you have any resolute New Year's resolutions for 2020? And in a larger picture, do you have any goals or resolutions for this coming decade? Oh, man. So, like, New Year's has always been, like, not my favorite holiday, but, like, a very, like, kind of introspective holiday for me. Reflective, yes. Yeah. I don't know. So everyone likes the whole blank slate thing, you know, and start off the year with a clean slate and blah, blah, blah. You can be anything you want to be. Yeah. I actually don't think I have any New Year's resolutions for this year yet. Or I guess this upcoming year. Yeah, I don't know. I've always tried to, like, set very realistic yeah. re- resolutions for myself. Like, I remember a couple years ago, I said that I was going to read one book a month and, like, watch <laughs> one new movie a month. <laughs> and, like, I did pretty well on it, actually. Okay. I, like, kind of a little bit also forced it upon myself, too, because I got myself, like, a book of the month subscription. Yeah. So I kind of, like, forced myself to read more, uh-huh. Um, which is good. I knocked out few books that year i hate forcing um, myself to read if i'm not into it i'm just it's just it's homework at that point oh yeah so. well like i i picked books that like i not that i knew that i would like but like i would give myself a couple chapters and if i wasn't feeling it like i'd stop yeah and pick something else okay but what about do you have what about this i know it's a long ways away like projecting forward but like for this mm-hmm. coming decade i mean obviously you're gonna get married but you know yeah well hopefully i'll you know stick with that <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hate finishing things, so you might not be. Able, you might get to the altar and be like, "Now, Rachel, say I do," and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to do like, it. I don't oh, want it to end because my single life will be over." Oh, and, oh. no, I can't finish anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, man, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd like to do some more. Like, I don't know. I'd like to volunteer at the animal shelter at some point. Yeah. How about That'd travel cool. or like you know? You said volunteering. What about like travel? What about like you know? Oh yeah. Getting into, like, a hobby or anything like that? Yeah. I'd like to get back into doing aerial silks again. Yeah. That's kind of, like, been a a little bit of a pipe dream because, you know, it's difficult finding somewhere to do it. I've been wanting to get my own, like, setup so that I can do it, you know, at my house. Mm-hmm. But that's quite an investment. But it'd be really cool to get back into because that was, you know, one of the coolest things about myself. Well, lucky for you, you don't, you don't have any, like in the near future, any huge expenses that are coming up. Yeah, you know, right? You, you don't have it's anything you're going to spend thousands of dollars on in the near future, like almost yeah, in like right? the next like, what, 18 months or some shit. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's a good thing. Otherwise, you know, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Like, yeah, it's kind of hard to project like thinking uh, – I was talking to – I was talking to Morgan and I was talking to my brother obviously and I had uh, – we discussed like in 10 years, Emmy will be – She'll be 13 going on 14. Oh, my God. And then Claire will be 10 going on 11. So it's like... Oh, my God. They'll be like both, teenagers. Both, yeah, no. Both my brother and Morgan kind of had a, like started freaking out. Like, yeah, minor like, panic attack. They don't want to even think about that. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be 39. Oh I, I'm not really looking forward to that. That's going to be wild. Dude. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, man, if it's a long ways, but like you said, it it is a clear, it is a clean slate. It, it I really, I do subscribe to the belief that it's you know it's never too late to begin the first steps on the journey or the path to what you want to accomplish. So yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be a wild decade. It's gonna it's gonna be the Roaring Twenties, fam. The Roaring Twenties. Hopefully, I'm, they, a, I'm a big fan of the whole 1920s aesthetic. You know, minus the like, you know, just, sexism just, and racism. Just you uh, wait. You're gonna be. You're gonna see your Rachel Gert busting out the Charleston. <laughs> I, okay, but like seriously, because uh, I'm about it. You're a flapper, huh? I would. I would love that. Can you think you could pull off that flapper bob? Oh God, no! Oh. I look horrible with short hair. Okay, well, I've, I've cut it like 
decently short a couple times in my life. You had and short every hair time when we I'm just met. Like, mm, you had like shorter hair. Me. You had like shorter like around your like a little bit like in the middle of your neck when we first met, right? Like yeah, like, yeah. I remember. I had, I had cut it for a Halloween costume. <laughs> I vaguely recall this because yeah. it was seven years ago. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I know, right? All right, well, if, if that's it, if that's going to be it for the evening, thank you for being on. Do you have any closing remarks before we call it a night? I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, this will be going out, like I said, the first or the third. So, you know, this will be after Hanukkah and Christmas. So everybody have a happy holiday. Rachel, you guys, I hope you all, I'll see y'all during Christmas. I'll be there for yeah, two I'm weeks. Sure. So it's, it'll be all good. So, uh, happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be in town. We need to do something for New Year's Eve because I'll be in town. Yeah, I'm about it. Anyway, so that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rachel, for being on, and I guess we'll just Thank move on to the next for guest. Having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Oh, stop. All right, I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, I am joined now by, I think, current title holder of most appearances on this show, Stephen Vastola. How are you doing today, Stephen? Yeah, I'm all right, dude. <laughs> I'm glad to have you on. You know, we, we talk like every day, but we really don't, we rarely talk, talk, but you know, be seeing you not too, not too long from now. So I have a few questions I've been asking a bunch of my friends and I'm hoping you're excited about answering them. Let's, let's do this. The first question is, Stephen, reflecting back, what has this decade meant for you personally? At least for me, it's been a decade or 10 years of just, I guess, trying to find myself uh, as a person uh, when this decade started back in, in what would you call it, 2011 or 2010? 2010. It goes from 2010 to 2019, yeah. Okay, so that's the 10 years. So back in 2010, I mean, I was still, I was a junior in high school, you know, just still trying to figure me out, getting ready to be a senior and graduate and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of this time, you know, as my my early years as as an adult and just trying to figure out, you know, who I am and, you know, what I want to do with myself, where I want to be and all that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of what this decade has been, for me personally, and I feel like at the end of it now, I have a pretty good understanding and, and, and grasp of who I am, what I want to do, and what I like to do. That's kind of my answer to that. It's funny. I've asked this question to several people at this point. You're one of the last people I'm recording with, and the common theme has been uh, growth. Like, that's what everybody said. Like, I don't think I've talked to anyone yet who's been like, Oh yeah, man, I was flying high at the beginning of this decade and now I'm down in the dumps. I'm in the dumpster. Like, you know, my life's a dumpster fire now. So I really think that there's a universality there of growth. Well, it would also have to do with the fact that, and I don't know for sure because I don't know who else other than those who have done this with, but I would assume that we're all kind of about the same age. Yeah, peers. I, I would like to think we're all peers. Yeah, so in, in a sense, when, when when the decade started for all of us, it was kind of give or take the same thing. Either we were, you know, just just finishing up high school or just starting college or something like that. So you know, we were all still young and, and stupid and still trying to figure ourselves out. Now here we are at the end. Most of us, you know, probably late twenties or just getting into your thirties. So I have ten guests, including you, and out of the ten, only three are older than me. One of them's Clark, and one of them's my brother, and one of them's my friend Tiffany. So. It's wild because, like, I've regaled this story a few times with all my guests, so I'm, I apologize to the audience if you're tired of hearing this, but it's kind of redundant. But So when I was in Baton Rouge uh, over Thanksgiving, I went on campus, you know, I had an afternoon to kill, and I I was walking around, and I, I there was some nostalgia there, but I also had a hard time connecting to that 2010 version of me. Like, I was in a familiar... I was in familiar 
surroundings, but it's amazing how priorities change, right? Like how you value, like, I could just tell you in 2010, I was, you know, I was drinking, I was eating whatever I wanted. All I cared about was chasing women and passing classes and making and showing up to time on class and showing up to work on time. It's just, it's amazing how priorities change, isn't it? For real. From, we went from having absolutely no responsibilities to, to having all, all the responsibilities. So let me ask you this. So 2019, Stephen, right? I know you hate this, but bear with me. Say you could time travel and go back to your 2010 version of yourself. What advice would you give that 2010 version of you? Or would you give advice at all? No, I, I probably wouldn't give wouldn't give any advice. I mean, if if I go back to change something, God knows what, how that would turn out. So I, I probably wouldn't be the person that I was today if I things that I didn't know then. If that makes any sense. Do you have a hard time connecting to that younger version of yourself? Can you put yourself in that same mindset, or does it feel as distant to you as it does for me? Like I can't. Like I don't even. I kind of recognize that kid, but I don't necessarily. Like I don't like if I could talk to my former self, I don't even know what we would talk about. Probably something stupid. So it's like I don't no, even know. I, I can I can still relate to him to a to a point, but I do I do think that every passing day it gets it gets harder and harder to do that. But if I was in a room with myself, you know, from ten years ago, you know, I, I think I could hold a conversation with myself. And we would have we still have a lot of things in common. But every day that that passes, I feel like it's it's harder and, and harder to do. So, would your younger self believe that a LeBron-led team won a finals when they were down three to one to a seventy-three win team? In- he, he probably he probably wouldn't believe they were ever in that hole. <laughs> oh man, that's another thing. Like explaining this decade in sports, like Jesus Christ. Like I mean, we started this we started this decade in February of twenty ten. We started with the Saints Super Bowl, and just the Saints alone have been a roller coaster because then we had Bounty Gate, and then we had these like down years and then we're kind of on the upswing up to a point where we 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 were almost at the NFC championship and then we were in the NFC championship both times led to heartbreak and now we're just you know hoping knocking on wood and then LSU as well so and I think I think that was LeBron's last year in Cleveland yeah first time around before he before he started this 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 whole moving thing yeah. Miami, Cleveland and now with the Lakers changed the entire landscape of uh, professional sports now especially in the nba but yeah man it's been a wild decade so let's move on to the second question you know feel free to hop around we can talk about a few things uh you know what is a favorite film tv show book game book game album any of those things from this past decade you'd like to discuss or celebrate or praise um i'm I'm assuming that somebody has already talked about game of thrones that that, that's been the big one and marvel have been the big ones Okay, I just wanted to make sure at least somebody has acknowledged that show because I feel like it's I don't I don't I don't remember if it started before or after the start of the decade. Well, it's be acknowledged in the fact that it's or how long it's been going. Yeah, so they had uh, the first Iron Man, the Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man two uh, in two thousand eight and two thousand nine. But but Captain America and Thor released in twenty ten. So largely, most of this has been in this decade. Oh no, I was talking about I was talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. No, Game of Thrones yeah. started in twenty ten. Right at the, the yeah. decade. I just wanted to make sure that it was acknowledged. Uh, if everybody else has talked about it, I'm going to oh, do yeah. it. But, um, in that case, I'll move on to my, my other favorite show that I haven't talked about in a while. <laughs> but it's definitely House of Cards. And the reason I like to talk about it is because of how much time and the effort I, that I put into actually watching it, especially when that show came out. 
the utter disappointment that we had to sit through with that last season. Kind of, kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones a little bit. Just a, a last season that you wish could have been <laughs> re, rewritten and, and maybe had things not fallen to shit would have, would have been a much better show than it ended up being. Yeah. But, um, other than that, there, there was, since you mentioned games, there was one game, um, that I've, that I've played this decade that is actually probably stuck out to me as my favorite game or favorite video game that I've ever played okay. in this decade. It was called, it was, I don't know if you're familiar with the Mass Effect series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, all I've heard is there's, there's three of them and that also had a disappointing ending. It did. We're going to ignore that because <laughs> the second one, the second one was actually by far the best one and probably my favorite game from this decade. Yeah. Just simply because just by that game by itself, forget about the trilogy, that game by itself, from beginning to end, was true to its word of everything that you did in it had an effect on the end of the game. Yeah. And there's maybe, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a number out there, maybe 50 different possible endings to that, depending on, you know, what you did or didn't do, yeah. decisions you made, things you bought, things you bought or didn't buy, uh, upgrades you got, didn't get, depending on, like, you know, what, which, which team members you decided to go with versus, versus not. And there's just, there's just, there's so many different ways to play that game and have all kinds of different outcomes. And I'm just very proud of them for making that game the way that they did. And I'm just going to forget about the third game because it's awful. Just throw that out there and give them a shout out because that was, that was my favorite game of the decade. Let me ask you this. Considering we talked about three different franchises that ended poorly, which of those three would you recommend to people? Like, in a larger sense, how do you feel about recommending shows to people who, who you that you know in poorly like i'll never watch dexter everyone's like you should watch dexter i'm like but i've all i've ever been told about dexter is that ending sucks so why would i invest anything how do you feel about that and would you recommend house of cards or mass effect or game of thrones to someone who's never experienced them despite the ending well so i'm i'm not as i'm not as against game of thrones as most people seem to be with the ending yeah. obviously i think we've talked about it before it's it's very it was definitely a very hollywood ending they yeah. also didn't really have any kind of like already written script and story to go off. Yeah. You know, technically, Game of Thrones is still going on. Yeah. So they just kind of gave it a Hollywood ending, and it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was like it wasn't bad acting. It wasn't whatever. It was it was kind of it did kind of feel like it was a little rushed and poorly put together, and they were just trying to end it. But overall, it was still it was still a really great show, and I would not recommend it just because of that. Mm-hmm. House of Cards, on the other hand. Again, you and I have talked about it before. Is that you and I both agree that like if I was going to tell you to watch this show, like you should stop at you should just assume that three, four, and five just don't exist. Yeah. Because if you just watch it for one and two, it, it it's essentially its own complete story, and it's it's it would be one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah. So I would still recommend you watch that show if you want to watch the rest of it. You can. You know, I have a, I have a very big bias towards towards the end because. I just fucking hate Claire Underwood. Yeah. So that that's that's my issue with the whole thing. But no, I would still recommend it because I still had a great time watching both of those shows and playing Mass Effect that I wouldn't I wouldn't tell somebody not to do it just because it, it might have an ending that might make them so disappointed. Like just the fact that that game and those shows can make me feel that particular way shows how good of a job they did to get me invested uh, in, in the playing and both watching those shows. So... Yeah. I would not. I would not tell people to 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 not watch. I would. I would absolutely recommend them. Something else I wanted to talk about with Stephen, because we're both huge fans of this, was the the reignition, if you will, of 
the Fast and the Furious franchise. That Those have been big films that really we've bonded over these past decades. So Fast and the Furious, the fourth one, came out in 09. But some would argue the franchise like came alive again if you can ever say it was alive was was fast five in 2011 so we had fast five 2011 fast six furious seven in 2015 the fate of the furious in 2017 and then we had hobbs and shaw this year which was kind of eh but i haven't seen it i haven't seen it yet unfortunately it's not it's all right you don't need to see it but yeah i, mean, man. I, I know i know what i'm walking into but i have but i'm just saying i haven't seen it yet but what a run huh yeah, man, it was it, it was fun while it lasted. Um, definitely feels like they're trying to kind of tail on up into something else here. But man, there's there's a there's a perfect comedy movies to <laughs> to walk into though. Yeah, and everybody's gonna be like, "Well, it's not a comedy; it's an actual." No, it, it's a comedy. It's just it's actually bother to pay attention to what they're trying to do. Yeah, because none of it makes any sense. Yeah, and it's it's wild that they've all been successful, like. I don't know. I just remember, I think it was Fast 7. Maybe it was Fast 7. I can't remember. I think it was made a billion dollars outside of the US. Like it made like, it made like 1.5 billion overall and it made most of that money outside the US, which was just like, that's insane. What? But yeah, man, those films, I mean, outside of Marvel and Star Wars, like I think those, that's been the other film franchise for better or for worse this decade. Like, it's definitely been Marvel's decade, but like I don't, I don't know what else. Yes, for something that is, that has spanned the entire decade, I, I, I think I have to agree. I was thinking of other things that were big, but I don't, I don't think any of them started. I think most of them probably the ones that I'm thinking of probably ended. Yeah. In the the first half of the decade, so those don't even count. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I don't know what they're gonna do with it next. Like they're probably gonna have like I don't really know how much farther you can go. Like, I mean, what a run. All I can say is just what a run. That was, it, They were so much fun, and I can't wait to, like, rewatch them all over again, probably from, like, five on. Maybe four. Four's all right, I guess. Uh, I think I think it would be a great series for them to reboot at some point with, like, yeah. I, I don't know how it would work with new characters, but just the stupidity of the whole thing. I mean, you could, you could do that with just about anybody. I don't know. Can you go backwards once you've, like, once you've topped it, once it's reached this peak? Can you start over again at the bottom? Like I don't know. That that just seems like it would be boring to fans now. They're like, well, well, well as well, the technology continues to advance, man, you can you can just implement that and other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, just just use it that way. I mean, basically, you just you just modern, you just continue to modernize that. Yeah. That series, um, and because it doesn't it doesn't really follow like a like a like a like a strong plot yeah. to it. You can you can just plug in the play and go and just. You know, because I mean, you and you and I laugh at it, but most people are just enamored by the the explosion, the yeah. cars, and the action of the film. So I mean, like you can keep doing that because they don't have a good storyline anyway. They're not known for that, so see, they could probably just plug in new actors, new technology, um, modernize it a bit. And it, would, it would probably still sell really well. <laughs> oh wow! I'm looking at the next one. Fast Nine comes out literally in May of next year, which I'm like, oh shit, that's soon. And I'm looking at some, I'm looking at the cast, and I'm just like, Cardi B is in it, John Cena is in it, and you have one of Paul Walker's brothers. You have one of Paul Walker's uh, brother coming back and putting his face on it again. It's like, oh, okay, oh boy. This- you'll get a, I, don't, I don't know if you ever. I don't know if movie with Cardi B in it. I don't know how many she's been in. I know that she was in that that one about the. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you saw it. It was Hustlers. About, uh, 
What was it? Hustlers, right? Uh, where they were strippers, right? Yes. Hustlers, yes. Yeah, so it was it. Hu- yeah, hustlers. But she was, she was really good in that. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, and now I don't know how she'll be in a role where she's not a stripper. But, um, no, she's, she's funny. I think she's perfect for that film, along with, along with Mr. Macho Man and John Cena over there. He's really good for them, too. Yeah. As I've been asking these questions, I've been thinking about my favorites. Uh, Stranger Things stands out. The Star Wars movies obviously stand out. I think my favorite film, though, is probably Blade Runner 2049, which is a, a film I, I just know you haven't seen. But it's actually, I love it so much. Like, I, I actively think about it on the regular. It just pops in my head. I'm like, god damn, that movie was amazing. Because I really enjoy the first Blade Runner. And this is the rare case where the sequel is much better. Not only is the sequel better, it takes place, it came out like 30 plus years afterwards. And it's even better. It's incredible. I love that movie. But yeah, I can't really can't really think of like music is tough. Books, I'm not even gonna give a try. What else? Games? Eh, I kinda I haven't really been into games lately. Like I've just well I I've have, gotten into games. I have another movie. Okay. I don't think it's been talked about yet. Okay. Logan. That yeah, was a great was film. Really, really, really good. It just it just popped into my head for that for it to do that, because I think that was that was what a few years ago it came out. Twenty seventeen. I yes. remember that was a great film. I would argue that in my own personal rankings, I guess Endgame and Infinity War are my number one and two tied, I guess. And then after that, it's probably the Dark Knight and Logan. Like, I think, I think the Dark Knight and Logan are like two of the best non block, like, I, obviously they're blockbusters, but they're like, they're very self contained stories. So I'm like, I think that they're more grounded than obviously your Infinity War or Endgame. So, uh yeah, Logan is in probably my definitely my top five of like best superhero movies of all time. It's incredible. Yeah. Unless you had anything else to say, you want to move on to the last question? No, we can move on. Okay. All right, man. Do you have any New Year's resolutions for the coming year of twenty twenty? And, you know, in a larger sense, do you have any resolutions or goals for this coming decade? I mean, not to steal your thunder here, but you are getting married next decade. Uh not, not particularly. I don't I typically I don't I don't do any Honestly, I don't think I've ever been that com- that committed to something to where like I'm I'm just gonna say like on this day I'm just gonna say hey I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try and do that the whole year yeah I, usually I forget about it by by month three so I, I don't I usually I don't even bother with that I just try and and if I'm if I'm doing something good that's like good for myself for example like I you know I started to started to to lift again so for me it would be something along the lines of hey just just keep doing that just just don't you know, just don't just quit and, you know, get lazy again or something like that. So yeah. kind of a universal one for me is just, hey, just continue to try and, and, and better yourself uh, each and every day. Yeah. And if you can do that, then you can call it a success. Okay. What about the next decade? Do you have any goals or anything you have in mind or anything you hope for in the coming decade? Well, I do. Well, obviously you said, you know, I'm getting married. So that's, that's a pretty big deal coming up in 2021. But, um. No, not, not particularly, man. Like, I don't, I've never been one to have any kind of like, basically like a long-term goal. Yeah. So I know that's, that's, that's pretty boring for your, your pod and stuff there. No, that's fine. That's just never, that's just never something that I've done. I've always kind of lived day to day and, and just kind of, just kind of go with it that way. Hey, man, I, I bring on a bunch of different people because I like hearing people's takes and different outlooks on things. So that's cool, man. I, I kind of fall in the middle. Like I, there are things I want to get done next decade. Like I want to grow this pod or whatever the next phase of this pod is going to be. You know, I hope to buy a house, maybe one day settle down. Hopefully Emilio Clark will return my calls. 
Uh, <laughs> but nah, in all seriousness, I have plans. But again, I'm I'm also like I think that it's a trap if you're not willing to compromise. Like if you're like, oh, I'm getting this done by this so and so date, and if you don't necessarily land it by then, I mean, if you do it ahead of time or you do it by the day, good for you, man. You did you did a good job there. You should be proud of yourself. But also, you know, if you don't make your deadline or whatever or your end goal, you know what? As long as you got air in your lungs, man, and you and there's still tomorrow, and the sun comes up the next day, you got time, man. It's all good. Like just keep trying. So that that's my outlook. It's like, yeah, I have plans, I have goals, but I don't have anything where I'm like, by March twelfth, twenty twenty five, I will have this done. I'm like, that's a little rigid, don't you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a little much. It's been a fun decade. I mean, we met what twenty twelve, and we slowly became best friends uh, over the past like six, almost seven years now. Yeah, that's right. It would have been end of twenty. Or no, actually, it might have. I think it was end of twenty twelve, and then like like. Yeah, because the Ravens won it on twenty thirteen. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been around like August or September of that previous year. So yeah, late twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I graduated. And we had tequila night, and then <sighs> the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, man. Thank you for doing this. This will be going out either the first or the third. It's going to be a two-parter. You're either going to be on part one or part two. One's going to be on the first. One's going to be on the third. But yeah, man, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for being on. And I guess, you know, I'll see you over Christmas. and I'll see your family over Christmas. And I guess just have everyone listening have a happy holiday, man. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right. See you, bud. All right. Bye. Hey guys, we're back by the illustrious, the gorgeous, the wonderful Tiffany Stewart. How are you doing today? I am good. You work too much. I try. <laughs> so it's been a while. We don't get to see each other as much as we used to back in the day, but you know. This is true. This is true. That work from home life. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So Tiffany and I work together. Even though we don't work together, we're still technically in the same company, but. Uh, yes, I believe I own you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, if you're the, if you own me, I guess you're the person I have to talk to about getting a raise. No, <laughs> I mean I've been trying to get several people at this company raises, myself included. So I'm I'm on I'm right there with you. Okay, so I have you on because, as I mentioned off pod, you are the last person, and I can't think of a better person to have as the as the tail end of this. You are too much. No. Okay. Anyway, so are you ready to answer these questions? Yes, I'm ready to answer these questions. You took these, you you probably took these questions the most serious, probably arguably the most serious out of everyone I've asked. And I've asked like nine other people, so. Which That's is, true. I, yeah. I worry that I sound like a ninkow poop no, on these things. And but. I don't mean that as a dis, I don't mean that as a slight to any of my previous guests because it's, this is, this is just for fun. You're not supposed to take yeah, this no, seriously. For sure, for sure. Anyway, so, okay. Tiff, mm-hmm. reflecting back, what has this mm-hmm. decade meant for you personally? For me, it was all about change yeah. and figuring out how to embrace that change and how it affects my mental health. Because I think I moved to Austin, it will be 10 years ago in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So my move here and everything that happened here has been a big portion of this past decade. If I may interject, for the audience's sake, where where are the, where were you living before that? What have, what have been some of the places you have lived in Ooh. your life? So... <laughs> I moved here from Mississippi because I went to school there. That's where I got my two degrees from. And then previous to that, I've lived in New York. I've lived in California. I've lived in Georgia. I'm trying to think where else. Jamaica. 
yeah. um, home country, Canada. So it, it, all of those places. So you've seen Austin change a lot in the past, what, since 2012? Oh my gosh, yes. I remember, I distinctly remember when I first moved here that I fell in love with the skyline of the city. And I remember being completely flabbergasted because when I first got here at night, the capital was sort of like this grayish limestone color. Yeah. And then I woke up in the morning and it was like a hot pink situation. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> How is this magical building changing colors? What? So, so yeah, like none of the downtown hotels were there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been crazy. But but I, I stopped with you. You were going on a roll and I kind of interjected. Please continue. No, I was just talking about, um, you know, yeah, having moved here, uh, getting into the workforce as sort of an older adult and being set in my moral pathways, if you will, mm-hmm. and having to deal with that at work has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm really just trying to figure out how not letting the way that the world functions affect my mental health. Yeah. I if that makes, makes any sense. Yeah, it's the been... world is a crazy place at, at this. It seems like everybody's into it right now. And I'm just like, for what? Why? What is your beef? It's been a crazy decade. It has. I voted for my first black president ever as a U.S. citizen. That's pretty monumental. My first election in 08, I, I was 18. I got to vote in November of 08. So that was very special for me as well. And I was happy yeah, to vote I, for him again in 2012. Yeah, I, I had just become a citizen. Cause I've only been a citizen for a couple of few years, rather. And I, he was my very first vote as a U.S. citizen. And I remember I took a picture because I voted at the Terrytown Library. Yeah. <laughs> And I took a picture because they were flying the American flag. And I was like, I think in that moment, I was so hopeful. I was like, oh, okay, so we can actually. And then everything went to shit. After, I just was like, oh, okay, cool. Mental health check-in. Let's let's, just talk about it. Well, let me ask you this. So do you you have a hard time? Are you able to connect with that 2010 version of you? Or is that, Um, does that feel like too distant of a a mindset? it feels like two separate people because I, woo, in the past few years, I've really sort of had to educate myself on the black experience living in America and what that means mm-hmm. to everyone involved. Yeah. And it has been difficult for me because I come from a country where it's been, we don't have these levels of problems. Yeah, there's not that there's not that level of distinction and classification. Right. Like that. this systemic racism is not one of the things that we have. <laughs> like we have other problems, but that one is is not it. Yeah. And so having to be really in your face, especially recently in your face, thrown at you that you are that as a black person you are expected to be treated this way has been hard for me Mm -hmm. because when i talk to my other black american friends and we talk about this they're like oh you're not used to this and i'm like no i'm not so every time something happens it is it is very very traumatic for me like i feel like i'm being stabbed in the heart very like i remember i told you when i watched that first episode of watchmen i had no clue about the tulsa oklahoma and it, it took me out it i was i had to go see my therapist and i cried for like a week because I was like, everyone hates us this much. Why? What if we, like, we didn't even have to come here. And 
money yeah. from here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, well, hard. I think you could take comfort, or, or maybe if you could take comfort in anything, I don't think you were the only one who was unaware of those. Even I was, I was aware of it as a historical fact, but I never really thought about the implications or the circumstances of it. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy year and I can't even imagine. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people are being, hopefully a lot of my fellow whites are, are being made aware of the situation that not only black Americans, but also minority Americans and female yeah. you know, Americans and, you know, people who identify as, you know, non-binary, all of these, 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 these groups are going through and being, I think that, I hope that us, especially us white males are being made aware of these things. Um, I, I hope so. My whole thing is like, listen, just the way that other people live their lives for the most part should not affect you in any way, unless you are personally connected to them. And even then it's not about you. Like you're not, you know, reg- regulating how they spend their money. You're not regulating the decision in the life in their lives that they choose to make. So yeah. just live and let live for the most part, unless you're doing like direct harm. Yeah, live and let live. Well, it's not that hard. Let me let me ask I you this. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it is right. Uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You know, say you could go back in time and talk to mm-hmm. that you know younger version of yourself. Is there any advice you would give, or would you not give any advice at all? This is going to sound so because you know me. Yeah, I would say leave your house more. That <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say, <clears throat> yeah, leave your house more. Try to be more open, more adventurous to people. Yeah, I think I was more adventurous then, but just not that. Like I, I, I remind myself that I went to college at a later age. Mm-hmm. So all of the crazy college stories that everybody else has, I don't have those because yeah. I've been working what in corporate America since I was 18, basically. Yeah. So I didn't have any of those juicy college stories to be tooting around with. <laughs> I, I didn't have any of that. I wish I had. <laughs> well, Tiff, I'll say I had enough of the both of us. Let's just put it that way. Do you? Okay. I, Okay, now I need to know more. Oh no, you don't. Well, maybe if you meet some my maybe if you meet some of my friends next month, you uh you might be able to get a few words out. Yes, I want the whole all the tea. Okay, to me. Uh, I think that was a very uh insightful and very uh not to get too you know heavy here, but I think that was a very profound answer to the question. Well, so let's move on to something a bit more lighter. Although this might be more, way more detailed. We'll see about it. Oh dear. What is a favorite film, TV show, book, game, album? One of those. We can talk about a few from this past decade you'd like to discuss and celebrate. Okay, so listen. <laughs> okay, here we go. There's too many. Can I, is Does the MCU count as just one movie? Can I just... <laughs> I think we could probably file that under TV show because like... That that is a lot of movies. MCU in general, because the decade was pretty much ruled by them. Yes. Also, anything that Pixar made, because Pixar likes to play with my emotions, and I just let them have it every time. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if the yeah. I would. I would like to say Pixar and MCU as my favorite movies, which is not like a thing. <laughs> I think they're movie sets and movie studios and on the thing. But yes, yes, they have all of my everything. Especially Black Panther. I don't think I know anyone who was more hyped about Black Panther than you were. I mean, I dressed up in cosplay for that one. Yes, and you did. left my house on purpose. So, thank you very much. Thank you, Nydia. You're the best. <laughs> I love you, girl. 
Well, she helped make that costume. For those did. of you who don't know, I actually went dressed as Adora Milaje and inadvertently ended up surprising a school bus full of children who basically stood there and wowed, and I had to pretend like I was an actual Dora Milaje. Oh, man. Like, you were, like they were at Disney World, and you were one of the cast members who yes, had to there was a lot of, stay oh, in character. God. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was, that's, like, the one time I will allow people to, like, look at me on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we also had... The big things for me, movies-wise, were obviously Star Wars also came yeah. back. And we're recording this before Rise of Skywalker, so hopefully mm-hmm. that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Uh, the other big one for me was probably Blade Runner 2049. That was probably my favorite film. Yeah. We had, I was trying to pick ones that were like not so close to the be- to, to now. Yeah. Because I feel like those are fresher in our memories. Yeah, more recency bias probably, yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. So what about like Gone Girl? That movie... <laughs> made me not want to date ever white women are crazy white women have lost their ever loving mind my god i was like are you what? Oh, yeah no so this day, that gone, girl. i think that came out 2014 2013 somewhere in the beginning of the decade and i've always been a marriage phobe like it's always terrified me and like the weight uh, and the responsibility of it so that film like amplified it i was like nah fuck all that dude fuck that. <laughs> It was rough. Like, when all of the extra things happened, yeah. I was like, what is going on? And it was funny because I went by myself and there was a complete stranger sitting next to me, this older white guy. And he was like, nah, I'm not about this life. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone collectively in the theater was like, we are not about this life. I'm looking at my date kind of funny. <laughs> like, do you need to know where I live? Like, it just, it just I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So the other big thing everyone's really been talking about, my fa- probably my favorite show of the decade was probably Stranger Things, but the big one everyone's been talking about is Game of Thrones. And I know how big of a fan – I mean I had you on earlier this year yeah. to talk yeah. about Game of Thrones. How do you feel – You know, it did start at the beginning of the decade. It wrapped up this year, so it's kind of you know taken over this decade. So how do you feel about it now? Jon Snow is still an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. I don't know why you guys followed him to the wherevers. He's a fucking idiot. Okay? Sorry. <laughs> I still maintain that he's a boob. A complete and utter boob. And that's disrespectful to boobs, okay? <laughs> Just, ugh. Man is insufferable, but so, it's fine. I, I feel yeah. like the writing did that to them. Because especially now that we know post-writing, post like, yeah. what exactly happened. Yeah. They did that whole entire show dirty. They really did. And for what? Because there's not even what working on Star Wars now. So you, for what? Like, you just disrespected all of us for nothing. I think we can all agree. It probably should have been two six-episode seasons instead of one, seven, or eight, whatever it was. But let me ask you this. If, if you met someone, if you had a friend, or you came into contact with someone who's never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, would you recommend it? Like, would you say give it a shot? Or would you say don't even bother? It depends on whether I know how invested the person will become yeah like you had that one friend that doesn't like time travel i would be like no don't go (laughs) no 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 because for me i got really invested because i read the book yes i'm that person i read the books you're not the only person on here lady stoneheart you know what i'm saying those who know know who lady stoneheart is i want to know how that played out the tv show came out i was like it was like putting visual to what I already had in my head. Yeah, yeah. Tyrion Lannister was perfectly cast. Loved it. Great acting. And it was it was just sad that it fell apart. And I, and I can't, I, if I had, I would say read the books more so than the film because 
I feel like George, if he ever finishes it, will give us our due. Like, yeah. give us the ending that we deserve. Yeah. But, I mean, the visuals of the dragons was, woo, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I would be like, because I got into it late. I got into it 2016. So I <clears throat> I got in really late. So I had a lot of, I never took the show that seriously. Like, as much as I enjoyed the show, like, I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was quality television for several yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I never really... It, it's not up there with Star Wars for me, or the or Marvel, or like Doctor Who, or something like that. I'm a fan, but I was always like, "This is gonna wrap up," and I hope it wraps up well. But I was never like, "Oh man, if this doesn't," I'm, I have a lot of emotional investment into it. It was just a fun thing to do uh, on Sunday nights, and yeah, no, everybody was talking. I think for me, I just was intri- the political intrigue is what got me because I had to have. If you know with this show, you have to have a flow chart of who screwed mm-hmm. over who, literally and figuratively, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was like you had to have a whole entire Excel spreadsheet of, like, who was related to who and who screwed over who first and how we got to where we are. And so the political intrigue aspect was it was, was more important to me because I, I think for me it just sort of, in a weird fantasy sort of way, underscored how actual politics works Yeah, in a weird way. Like I could ask, like if there were dragons and, and kingdoms involved, I believe like the, the democracy that we currently have pretty much acts just like that. Yeah. So it was fascinating. Shifting gears slightly. I know you're a big <laughs> gamer, but did you, what, what was your, probably your favorite game of this decade? Okay. Listen, so God of War. Okay. All of them. God of War was what, listen, for those of you, Mr. Sony and Mr. PlayStation, (laughs) God of War is why I bought my PlayStation. Yeah. Literally the reason why. If I could have gotten, like, the super fancy one with, you know, the bookends and the custom paint job, I totally would have, but I was poor at the time. But all of the God of Wars, Corey Barlog and his team, they they killed that. And that's even when they did the reboot, because at first I was like, why are they making him white? We all know Kratos is a black Greek guy. It's fine. <laughs> don't don't come to me in the comments. It's fine. But when they redid him for the Greek mythology run, this most recent one, yeah. I was like, I'm down. Especially because like it was right after the MCU. And so I was like, look, good. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Sorry, spoilers. I didn't say anything. But You're yeah. fine. I already fucking spoiler alert. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I, I, I would enjoy, play the last God, the most recent God of War, and when you get to the end, after you have, like, cussed out the boy <laughs> several times over, yeah. you will understand the things. But it was, it was, the, oh my gosh, like, woo, the snow. Can I just say for the record, for those who don't know anything about video games, making realistic-looking snow that captures footprints and fight sequences from a video game standpoint? Yeah. It's, it's incredibly magical. intricate, think, yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly hard, and it was beautiful. The world snake, the environments, the medusas, like the world tree. It was it was a beautifully, beautifully done video game. Yeah. And I will give it to Red Dead Redemption as well, but I can't get past the deer killing. So. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about Breath <laughs> of the Wild? So here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I There's like two separate Tiffany's that play these types of games right so like the collector in me yeah is very much like breath of the wild i need all five thousand recipes all of the korok seeds all of the things i downloaded the dlcs i i did all of the things yeah but i still have not finished that game i don't think you're alone in that one i don't i think <laughs> that that game is incredibly in depth like i don't know how anyone it's so good. i don't know how anyone played 
God of War or Red Dead Redemption or Breath of the Wild and finish it. Like, I'm just like... Yeah, you just have to, like, pull yourself up for several months. But, like, God of War got me on the the fatherhood tip. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, being a parent. Because let me tell you, as a Jamaican mother, although I don't have children, that little boy would have been snatched up so fast and so quick because he was absolutely popping off at the mouth. And I was like, sir, what you not going to (laughs) do? And this, listen, I know that your mama just died, but you will absolutely not disrespect me and embarrass me in front of the rest of these deities. You hear me? <laughs> Sit your little narrow ass down. Snatch. So you'd say God of War is probably your favorite yeah, game of the God, decade. I, I will give it to both God of War and Breath of the, Breath of the Wild. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I still need to play Resident Evil 2 because they just announced Resident Evil 3 is getting remade. So I got to oh, play yeah, those for the PS4. But, uh, what is with all the remakes? Also... Death Stranding? Listen to me now. <laughs> that game is so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. And don't get me wrong. I, I have much respect for Hideo I, I do. Hideo Kojima, yeah. Yes, I absolutely do. But sir, what is going on? It's like the worst UPS delivery job service ever. Also, why are you shaking instants? What are you doing? I read- and this is all a met- <laughs> And he was like, oh, this is all a metaphor for connecting people. And I was like, shaking babies? That's how you're doing that? I read the synopsis for it on the Wikipedia. And I was just like, this is fucking bonkers. But again, it is Kojima. Uh- oh, no. You got to see the visuals. At one point, he swallows something. And then a random baby pops out his throat. And then I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I was like, this is like, am I on some sort of drug? What the fuck is happening? Too much. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for the games and the movies and stuff. I think you had a great answer, but we could talk all day about it. So Are we on books and music? <laughs> Did you want to talk books and music? So, yeah. for books, for those of you who would like to educate yourself, I know that you probably won't, but just in case you would like to educate yourself on some of the things, I would recommend Heavy by Kiese Lyman, mm-hmm. uh, White Trash, The History of Classism in America for the Past 500 Years, uh, The Color of Law, by Richard Rothstein. I had to go look. It's right behind me. Yeah. Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Eloquent Rage by Brittany Cooper. Yeah. This is, and, that's, I'm, and I'm still reading more books that are educating me on how, like, the U.S. political system and, you know, people of color are treated here. So if you, I mean, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. Do you, boo? You know what I'm saying? You could also read the Wikipedia page. That's fine. But I'm just saying there's, there's ways and people some things. And then for music... Cautious Clay and J. Cole. I don't know what the young people are listening to now, but Dog. like those are my two. I, I know that Cautious Clay I know Cold War came out two years ago. But I heard that song on the Booksmart soundtrack this year, and that was my favorite song of the year. I listened to that song so much. That is a perfect yeah. ass song. Like I love that song. It's so good. Have you seen the live version of him performing it? It doesn't see there's a lot of studio production that goes into that song that I really like, right. and it really didn't. I don't feel like it translated that well in a live performance. One of his live performances, I was like, "Oh yes, I would absolutely provide you children on the strength of this performance alone." He uh, he also has a uh, he he's got a few other songs that I really like, but Cold War Man, that is a jam right there. Ooh, that is a perfect yes. ass song. Yes, it is. So you said Cautious Clay and who else? J Cole. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. Guys, a... I love how you say that. You're like, oh, okay, no one gives shit about him. No, no, no. <laughs> I just there are no, no, no. There are people that. Still Staying hard for J. Cole, especially in the online streets. But I, I never got into J. Cole. I'm like, eh, I'm not, I'm not really feeling really? this. Really? Well, because the thing is, like, most of the rappers now, honestly, and maybe this is like the old person, and we will talk about this when we get to the old 
old people podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stay so tuned like, for I, that I, one. <laughs> I don't know what the young people are talking about. It just seems like it's a lot of mumbling. And although, I, listen, I will, oh God, I will give it to Post Malone. I never thought I would say that, but listen, Into the Spider-Verse introduced me to Post Malone. And now I'm like, okay, okay. He's got a couple of bops. I appreciate that. His last album was pretty good. And then like, they're all weirdly committing suicide. It's just a very weird time in that community. I don't know what's happening over there. Yeah, R.I.P. Juice I'm World, just, man. That was that was ooh, a left turn. And X X X tense. I don't even know how to pronounce. First of all, I don't know how to pronounce any <laughs> names. Okay, I'm officially that old person. I'm just like I don't know what the youth are listening to, but the let's youth, just stick the with youths. what I know. Okay, so let's wrap up because we're running mm-hmm. long, but I don't Sorry. care. No, no, I don't care because I'm having fun and I don't have anywhere to be today. So <laughs> I'll trim this down. I'll make this I'll make this work. All right, but I don't okay. want to. I don't want to box you in because I think you're awesome. So last all question right. is: Do you have any? new year's resolutions for the coming year of 2020 and or in a larger picture larger sense do you have any goals or resolutions for this coming decade this is gonna be sort of personal okay i feel like this might be my my might have to be because of old age again we'll get there probably most likely will have to be sort of my year of yes and by year of yes i mean a year of maybe oh Right? So, because, like, you know me, a lot of times I'm just kind of like, I just prefer to stay in my house and mind my business because, woo. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if I, I, but I ultimately I do want to eventually get married and have a family, and that is not going to work if I stay in my house. Yeah. I would love it if, like, the perfect guy just accidentally knocked on my apartment door, but since no one knows where I live, it's not going to happen. Uh, and since I don't go out to bars, it's also not going to happen. So I think it's more so of challenging myself to be more vulnerable yeah. next year so that I can attempt, oh God, this is going to be awful. Yeah, this is going to be awful, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to leave my house and be more vulnerable on purpose and not automatically give people, you know, the Heisman. <laughs> very poignant uh very relevant sports reference there i'm proud of you yes thank you sports balls yes sports <clears throat> balls but yeah man i kind of we'll talk about this tiff and i are going to record our own episode together probably the episode 72 the one that comes out right after this on the 15th mm. uh that's going to be a very special episode for reasons that we'll discuss there uh mm-hmm. but so yeah i kind of been going through that too i had some as i told you when we went hiking that one time i had some heartbreak mm-hmm. earlier this year mm-hmm. And uh, we can probably go over that. We can probably go over that. (laughs) I I still want to beat your ass. I don't care what he says. Don't say that. She might be listening. Come on, man. Don't say that. (laughs) Listen, I don't like when my friends get their feelings hurt. I take it very personally onto myself. The the perks of being an empath, I don't know. (laughs) But I don't like it. I see you, and I don't like it. That's what I'm saying, ma'am. Ma'am. So, I've also open myself to that family option of like maybe yeah. one day so but we'll talk about that on the next episode i think that's going to do it for this we have we teased a whole bunch for the coming episode i'm really excited about it. i'm even more excited about it now than i was before we recorded this bit but uh <laughs> but yeah man so this will be going out after the holiday so i guess tiff to you and your mom and you know all your all your people thank you, you know thank you, like thank you. Mm-hmm, how about mm-hmm. oh you have a happy holiday and uh and a happy new thank year you. man uh, same to you man yeah, it's been it's been real. Are you real. doing anything for New Year's? I'll probably be. I'll unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I will be this year. I'll probably be in Louisiana. So 
Um, oh, I mean, that's not a bad thing. We see yeah. it be popping on New Year's. I don't know if it's going to be. <laughs> my, well, my friends, I haven't really celebrated New Year's with my friends back home since I left. So, because my niece, my niece uh, Claire was born on the 30th. So I'm staying a few it extra days. It hurts me. I want her. She's so adorable. Her cheeks. <laughs> I'm squeezing my cheeks at the same time I'm saying it. Well, I'll be sure to share some more photos of her probably on um, on my Instagram. So uh, Yes. Spoil her. Spoil her. Oh, I, her I did. I, I got my Christmas shopping done for her and I got a lot of stuff for her so I hope I really hope she even though she's only gonna be one I really hope she enjoys it but anyway listen I'm with you I spoil my one-year-old nephew as well my sister's like girl you're doing too much you're doing entirely too much I'm like no but I'm gonna be the cool auntie yeah I have a lot of competition too because my sister-in-law has like three brothers so I got I got a lot of uncle competition Uh, yes but that's a conversation for another day man (laughs) tiff you were excellent yes. as always, and thank you for doing this. Thank you. thank you for asking me. Oh, always. And again, we'll have her back on for the literally the following episode on the 15th. So if you liked her here, <laughs> stay tuned for more Tiff um, on episode 72. Uh, we get, I feel like that's going to be a very real, very real conversation because yeah. Tiff and I discuss what we're going to talk about. So that's going to get very uh, interesting. Uh-huh. All right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you, Tiff. And I just I guess I'll catch you later. And, you know, happy holidays and all that. Same. Bye, friend. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. That's going to do it for part two and this episode as a whole. I want to thank all my guests, Kev, Anthony, Alex, Dalvin, Justin, Morgan, Clark, Rachel, Stephen, and last but not least, Tiffany. I also want to thank everyone who's listened to any episodes of the pod over these past four years. I really can't stress how much that means to me. Before I go, I have one last question to answer. As far as 2020 resolutions, you know, I want to get out of debt and hopefully become more financially secure, you know, and I hope to read more. I hope to write more, definitely write more and travel more, fingers crossed. Lastly, of course, you know, I want to get healthier. I I could stand to lose a few pounds. I was doing pretty well and then the holidays came and, you know, we all know how that goes. Pretty adult resolutions, if I say so myself. And for the decade, I'm hoping to buy my own place sooner rather than later. And, you know, with turning 30 in a couple weeks, I hope to, you know, one day settle down and possibly start a family of my own. I know, who would have guessed it? Certain, Certainly not me of 10 years ago. I also hope to grow the show after it ends with Volume 5 into, I don't know exactly what, something new, something bigger, and something better. Because I love doing this. And I hope you love listening. So, like I said, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Thank you for listening again. And, yeah, we'll just catch you next time. Take it easy.